Welcome to NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with your host, D. Klein. Hey, Nathan McCrory. Love is the answer. Welcome. Hey, I'm happy to be here. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Are you? <laughs> I'm always doing good. At least I tell myself that. I lie to myself in a good way if I have to. <laughs> now, we have this common connection with Ken Bozak now. Yeah, I'm his sidekick. His sidekick. I ride his, You're I like ride his backpack. You're like to like uh, Johnny Carson kind of idea? Yeah, I'm like his service animal, I guess. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he'll bring me on a plane. Like watch out me. for him at intersections. <laughs> pet me when he gets nervous, you know, kind of. Uh, no, like it's... Therapy pet. Yeah. <laughs> it's really amazing, though. Like, I, I've had an amazing time. Um, in some ways, I know that, like, a lot of us work hard and, and we create opportunities for ourselves, but... He helped me get my foot in the door at a lot of different, uh, at a lot of different companies and with a lot of different artists. Mm-hmm. So I just really appreciate the way he's sort of allowed me to ride his coattails, mm-hmm. and in a way that doesn't really feel like it. <laughs> no, he just kind of opens doors, right? Mm-hmm. I had yeah, that experience with him with the uh, collaboration we did on Wax, where it's good, good it's tech a, too, man. Is an introduction to this whole new community, right? I like that zombie Ken, by the way. I think Thank it's you, amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I well, love your hey, stuff. Now, I want to just be sure here. The uh, grumpy cat bro, bro, that's you, is it not? Oh, no, no, no. So no? that's AJ Toons. AJ He's Toons? this amazing okay. artist. And um, what's so cool about that is Ken's like basically paying for this this kid's living. So Okay, that's the story there. He, I was mixing up two different things here. Okay, go ahead. There's these things where people sponsor people in other countries. Like Ken's doing it for real with like mm. an actual good amount of money that that sets the kid apart like over there. Like he's got nice things. He's he's living life. Like it's very, very cool. So now why is it that I felt like there was a connection here to you then? What's um probably just because i'm the sidekick (laughs) (laughs) i'm just the ultimate sidekick i did ken's first collab um in that collection the uh kind of the abstract uh portrait of him because that's more my style okay okay. i like the andy warhol style but with like um just kind of crazy reckless backgrounds and stuff okay awesome well i feel like a fool now no i by the way, I love uh, the one that you just posted today. The, it's the woman's face. Mm, thank you. It's beautiful. I love that, man. Thanks, man. I love man. your style. Yeah, Absolutely. you know what? I decided, like, I've been putting some of those on foundation. Okay. And um, I like the foundation platform. But then I thought, you know what? Why am I paying all these fees when I can just put this on OpenSea and put it on auction? <laughs> that's another thing. I think that's why I've been kind of putting some stuff on Atomic Hub. Um, uh-huh. cause if I want to, so if I want to have like a masterpiece or something like that, I'm going to put it on Eve and mm-hmm. I'm going to make the, like Ken always talks about the gift store version of it on wax, but yeah, yeah. I've been actually recently trying to put more expensive works on, uh, on wax, uh, on atomic hub that I know would sell on other other platforms for high amounts because like physical galleries have actually offered me stuff on it so i know that they'll actually sell mm-hmm. so it's one of those weird things where like i'm i'm taking a, a shot like i'm just gonna go for it a little bit i'm excited yeah, yeah. too so obviously you've been in the physical art world for some time already. <laughs> i mean what was it like coming into this whole nft experience was ken bozak kind of your 
your way to get in or what happened? Well, so I started like, I've been an artist my most of my life. I was always in kind of the art programs in school and all these different things. So it's the world that I'm kind of accustomed to. And I found crypto and, and investing uh, about a year ago. And I started to really dig into that and realize that maybe there's not like a space for artistic people in the crypto world, um, which I was way off, you know? So a few months later, discovering NFTs, realized, all right, this is my chance to to apply my creativity to a world of, you know, numbers and business and things like that. And uh, I was not only relieved, but extremely excited. So I dove in, created a rareable account, started mm-hmm. minting kind of anything I would come up with, not really putting a ton of thought into it at first, just putting out old art that I had, you, you know, freaking awesome stuff on rareable, man. Thank you, by the way. I actually have around 400 pieces that I've been waiting uh, to drop. 400. Yeah, maybe more because I just have a file that I just keep throwing stuff in. Um, okay, okay. The gas would be kind of high to do it all at once. And uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and I just, it's not smart as an artist to just drop everything like that. Um, no. I've got a few deals in the works to, I can't talk too much about it, but there's a few deals that are in the works with like big whales um to incorporate my artwork into nfts and their DeFi projects Mm. so i've got a few things going where (laughs) it's like i want to pump my stuff and get on twitter and be like hey you guys have no idea like (laughs) you're all gonna own this stuff and not even like really know it soon you're gonna be that cartoon character standing in the corner saying (laughs) you should you should buy this stuff i'm a famous (laughs) it's weird because i'm not even a verified and rareable because I think what? what happened, I think what, what happened. you're not verified? No, so something, there's a weird circumstance there. <laughs> you have 800 uh, followers and you're not verified. <laughs> I know, and I sell like, each week I'll sell for like 0.2 ETH or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, I sent in two requests, mm-hmm. kind of close together. And, and it was like right when I started my journey. And uh-huh. um, I didn't have like my ego in check at that point. And I kind of, I might've sent a thing in that said, you know, I grew up skateboarding, listening to, to no effects. Like, I don't want your verification. <laughs> Actually, I, I have a better idea. I have a suggestion uh, what you can do with your verification too. And, and it's hard cause I'm love is the answer, right? So like, you gotta go like, oh, I'm loving all the time. <laughs> Screw but you. It, <laughs> but at the end of the day, like everything has an equal, equal and opposite reaction, you know? and. Mm. And I'm very loving and I accept everybody and I give everyone like the free hug mentality that people are almost annoyed with. But at the same time, like the, the, the counterbalance to that would be that like, yeah, I get upset sometimes, you know, I'm an artist, like we're sensitive, we get pissed off. Like mm. we're going to stand up for ourselves. We're going to say some crazy shit from time to time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's just about managing that. So um, since I wasn't, as calm and, con- and in control of myself at the time i said a bunch of stuff in, in a mm. discord thing that i regretted and i feel like maybe it's personal at this point but i know mm. that also a lot of things have changed so mm-hmm. there would almost be no way for that to even be noticed at this point so it can't be that it's just kind of me probably getting in my own head but I've got the know. sales, the know. followers. I, mean... I have like literally everything they look for, except I don't have the check mark. And I also happen to kind of try to tell them off. So I feel like there is maybe some animosity. 
Uh, <laughs> who was I talking to that they applied to Known Origin? I can't remember now. It was a number of episodes ago. And they got the acceptance email. Congratulations, you're on Known Origin. You should be on the platform within about a week or so. Yeah. And like a week went by and they're like, why am I not on this platform yet? And a few more days went by and they were like, why the hell am I not on your platform? And they got pissed off and they were like, yeah. screw you. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. Like a lot of us... And, and like I'm a I'm a business person too, and in that realm I handle myself slightly differently. But um, like I I really do. I know how this sounds, but like like I really do think I'm gonna be <laughs> like the greatest artist of all time. Huge. I know, I know. Huge. But like it sounds stupid. But like I I see myself in this position, and I've always been trying to manifest this my whole life. I haven't quit doing art for ten years to pursue being a pro fighter. That what? didn't work out. Are you and serious? I'm and I'm back, baby. Like somehow I made it back here selling art again without even like really like it just life brought me here. That is so, wild. You know, my neighbor was this is in a place I used to live, was a Taekwondo like Olympian. That's amazing. Yeah, I did uh, and, Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu, wrestling, yeah, karate, awesome. everything. He was teaching you me uh, kickboxing and he had like that whole gym set up in his basement. And I was getting pretty good. I could kick pretty high, like above my head kind of thing. And on heavy bags, it was a lot <laughs> of fun. That's what I did. Like I was, I was less into MMA and more like, I'm going to be a professional kickboxer. I'm going to go to, I just did it for to Thailand. I didn't actually ever punch anybody. No, I wanted to go to Thailand and wow. like, like give it, yeah. Give everything up, live in the gym. Uh, I was going to do, I was going to like really go for it and just live that lifestyle um you did it for like, 10 years you said yeah from 20 to 30 and then at 30 i was like i'm gonna start doing art again <laughs> and uh you know what flipped the switch you think because i think the problem with being a pro fighter is i wasn't any good so <laughs> <laughs> i think that's that's like the main thing i said i think barrier yeah, I started to realize like, all right, the longer i do this the more of a stutter i'm developing i can't breathe out of my nose as much it's slower to think um everything was getting worse and worse and worse because of the dream I was pursuing. So like, that's not a very positive dream to pursue if it's making your no, life a nightmare. For sure not. So, so I was like, let me just try try something a little more hands off. Uh, like, like let my brain have a little more control over this thing. And, Were and you art... getting like concussions and stuff or? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Um, there was a time I remember for once for a week, I was getting headaches from just like the light being on in the room. Oh boy. So yeah, like I definitely got clanged a few times in the head. Um, what's crazy is I actually at one point was like kickboxing is dangerous. I'm going to do MMA and like <laughs> started to, you know, I, I really got messed up there a little bit. So Much I've safer. Really, I tore my PCL. So like my knee is gone. My left knee is, is really bad. Hmm. Um, and I'll still be on Twitter calling out like, you know, Jake Paul, Logan Paul. I want the fights. I want the money, basically. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I would give it all away. Do I would give it all to charity. Do you still watch it? Uh, not really. I have my guys. Like, I was I like, super into it. I want to say, I was. say five years ago when I was doing this stuff with my neighbor. We would all yeah. watch, we would watch UFC stuff together all the time. We knew all the fighters and. It was uh that, that so was that like time John Bones, period. Jo John Bone Jones and uh, like Georges Saint Pierre and those guys. Okay, yeah. So Saint Pierre, 
The only thing that concerns me is he's talking about like aliens and stuff and seeing aliens every night. Yeah, if you look through some, <laughs> so there's some concerning interviews is there. That right? Like, oh, okay. Yeah, you know he's got CTE potentially, and it's kind of, it's tough. A lot of these guys, you know, they they were in that like hard sparring mode, that shoot to box mm. thing where they're just like, it, they they almost thought it made you better to get the crap kicked out of you. And they didn't realize. Yeah, there was that one fight I remember him where I think his retina was damaged or something like that, separated or whatever. Yeah, there was a lot that of crazy stuff bad. like that in fighting. So I was like a big Conor McGregor fan for a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I think his antics started to rub me the wrong way because mm. as a fighter, I was like, well, I wouldn't talk about somebody's family. I wouldn't talk about somebody's religion. I wouldn't do any of that kind of stuff. Right. So I, I saw him crossing lines and I was like, ah, I might be out here. But <laughs> I, I, I did get excited when he landed an uppercut on Floyd Mayweather Jr., maybe the greatest boxer of all time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is impressive. We, we yeah, because you think, you know, hey, wrestle, like take him to the ground. Right. But he, he beat him boxing. Yeah, so I've like sparred with like Olympic boxers and their whole joke is like, I bet you can't even punch me. <laughs> and it's like, it's true. Like you cannot touch them. You can't right. touch their face. Right. Try as hard as you can. You're not even going to touch them. So like Anderson Silva, where he just does that matrix thing, just kind of yeah, floats, so, floats and, around him. It's like, you look ridiculous trying to hit him. Yeah, they're all capable of doing that to any of us. Like we're mortals. They're they're these like weird immortal god type people. Uh, One of my favorite moments that I still can vividly picture is, I don't know if you watched uh, the the TV show, the reality show, The Ultimate Fighter. Mm. There was one one season with uh, Dan Henderson and Michael Bisping, and they were Bisping was just such an ass. And at the end of the season, of course, they got to have their fight. And Henderson just, he like leaps into the air and just toasts him, right? And it's just one of the greatest, <laughs> I just love that moment because Bisping, you could tell he was done, but Henderson went for it anyway. Like it was over. Yeah, and, you see just months of that pressure building up and just, and he just, he just flew bust. and put all every ounce of his body into that punch. It was just phenomenal. I still can picture it. What a great I fight. used to stay up till like 2 a.m. every Saturday watching, you know, UFC fights and stuff. Mm. Um I remember I, I had how... like one of those Cody boxes, you know, the streaming boxes. That's uh, you could get all kinds of fights that you couldn't normally get. You're yeah, you're going back to a different time period almost. Like we yep. we now, it's kind of crazy now. Like you can't really watch the fights for free anymore as much as you could. No, which is actually insane. This was that like all these international fights, right? So yeah, I want free streaming. I want I want to steal the fights again, but. Uh, <laughs> It is what it is, you know. Um, it's but I'm like punk rock like that. Like I want to sell. Like I told you earlier. Like I want to. I I, I want to sell a piece like people did for sixty nine million and yeah. just give it away. Hey, dude, dude! I really, really want to do a collaboration with you. Mm. Let's do it. I'm I want to do it. like I don't know. I don't know if you've seen, but I've been doing a lot of these kind of feminine figures, and my thought is. If I could do something with that and then you can just take it and go ham with it in a collage type thing. Let's do it. Yeah, I would love to. That'd be yeah, wild. I think it'd be amazing. I love collaborations. I'm trying to get more into just like doing any project I can get my hands on. So yeah, yeah. let's do it. And the other thing is I love your shit. I love the zombie uh, Ken, which is how I started like really look at your stuff. Okay, that's awesome. And- Thank you. And then I see the a lot of the, like, the female forms that you do and, and kind of this... This, uh, I don't know how to describe it, almost like feminine meets like this harsh 
reality type thing um yeah i call it beauty and corruption okay yeah like okay that's a good description because that's kind of what i feel like there's there's this beautiful thing but there's this underpinned element of kind of like like i always say like existence is futile uh there's that kind of feeling of like hey there's nothing you can do here but let go because the system is kind of pulling the strings yeah no there's an element of that there's a melancholic element to it for sure yeah i I make a good amount of sad artwork. I'm a pretty happy guy, but I think it's because I get a lot of it out in, in that way. Uh, I, I'm looking at one of my favorite pieces that you've made is, well, they're all sold, but it's uh, Eye of the Beholder. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that uh, that's funny. I've got this one right. I've got the physical part of it right here. Do you? Yeah, so this collage is physical. I don't know if you can see it. I can't and... your cameras off, dude. Oh, I'm so crappy. <laughs> yeah, my bad. There we are. Oh, you've got the real deal there, man. Yeah, so... That was just right there? Like, what were the yeah, chances I, I would pick that one? Holy. I don't know, dude. I So I make all kind of, like... This is funny because you do, like, zombie stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is That's dead David awesome. Bowie. That's dead David awesome. Bowie. Yeah. Um, it's just magazines that I found in the trash and I cut them up and I make these collages out of them. Uh, that is I, something I, I've tried doing collage. It's hard, man. Collage is difficult, like, man. Abstract painting. Like this is heaven and hell. That's awesome. So like, that's just, you know, it's, it's just like blocks and stuff, but like, yeah, 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 fun, yeah, yeah. I enjoy it. Um, I find collage to be, I'm not, I'm not able to do it yet. I, I haven't done anything where I felt like I should mint it. There's, I guess there's a trick to it because it took me a while to even feel like it was quality. Like I, mm. I kind of just felt like it was just a big mess for a while. I'm trying to find something new because I have so much stuff. It's insane. Um, <laughs> I just don't like, I can't just put it all out. So I'm trying to find a new collage that I made. Here we go. This is going to be cool. Oh, I hope you think it's cool. <laughs> <be> like... <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, nice. You've got the uh, halftone happening there with some chromatic aberration stuff. That's sweet, man. Whoa. Yep. Okay. I'm trying to gain more like focus. Oh, dude, I want to make something and you can do that with it. It's going to be freaking awesome. Let's do it. This is like an abstract piece that I just put out because I'll do like more. Oh, yeah, um... yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I try to literally hit every style just to see if I can do it. Um, and then this is what I'm really excited about. I'll be releasing stuff from a more like surreal oh, collection. Okay. 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 That's totally different. Totally different. And then one more kind of, kind of peek into what I'm doing. This is great. Everybody's just listening and jealous that I'm getting to see all these things. That's wow. Holy. So that's very different stylistically yeah so i'm going for a lot more like realism mixed uh -huh, with like uh -huh. trippiness uh -huh. uh and then because a lot of my older stuff is just not that at all like it's completely different um it's just i'm i'm trying oh, to break wow. out of my comfort zone a little wow. bit that's really awesome Holy these are things i've been hiding <laughs> so what's your process making those because that's got to be quite different from the collage process I try to feel my hurt. Like I want to like bring up some shit to the surface. I put on 
Elliot Smith. Like I get some sad music going. I, I, uh, I want to like exercise my demons in a way. And I almost feel mm. sorry for the people that buy them because they're going to feel some of that. You're transferring your pain to them. I'm putting it like, all right. So I have this one where I just, I painted one of my fears and, uh, I, cause we're all taught in, like traditional art, how to do certain things, brush strokes, all, sure. you know, I was like, what if I just took the feeling and let the feeling paint itself? Like let, let my fear do a self portrait, no rules, no guidelines, no brush strokes, who gives a shit? Like we're, we're going to the core. We're getting animalistic here. That's the problem with traditional art <laughs> instruction, isn't it? Yeah. And, and what happened was something very interesting, except I almost feel sorry for whoever buys this. Cause I really feel like, uh, like there's something wrong with it. There's something in it um no, man, that's that's awesome what are you talking about there's like, something in terms of the fact that you're passing on something uh, like a form of pain in a sense it's gonna haunt somebody and i don't want that to happen hmm. like I've, i i put that maybe much they'll in. resonate with it maybe it's something that they connect with and, and that's the thing i think it's for like the right like, person you know you're uh you're on the right wavelength with them or something yeah yeah that's the thing like it's got to be for the right person um it's not going to be for everybody because like it i don't know like i i really want to put that into it i want it to like for better or worse i want it to really have my artistic expression in it like i need it to have the essence of what i'm feeling or else it's not going to matter it's just like wasted time um i sit there when i've done it i just like oh i try to like throw my it's like i know it's like screaming into a black hole but at the same time like it feels like sometimes the void listens. Well, maybe that screams coming on in the other end when the person consumes that art, when they, when someone else sees that. It might be like, that's what I hope. I hope it gives her like a more beautiful, positive thing. Uh, Cause I'm, I like a lot of like, I, and I'm not special. I'm not complaining. I, like a lot of people growing up in this world these days, I had like a lot of traumatic experiences growing up. Mm. I had a lot of issues as a child, like, you know, people fucking with me in any way you can imagine. I'm not going to get into it cause it gets weird, but like, there's a lot of issues. There's a lot of demons. And uh, I, I think it's a lot of arts about getting that shit out, but like, it's important not to care in some ways how it affects other people, because maybe it's important that it hits them that way. Cause it'll mm. help them. So I'm trying to like, it, philosophically, I battle with like, should I let this out? Should I put this out? You know, I'm like kind of corporate in the sense that I'm affiliated with a lot of large companies. Like, should I, put out this feeling that's maybe disturbing to somebody should i put out a feeling that's maybe like gonna hurt somebody's feelings and as an artist it's like am i a sellout because i won't or am i like trying to be a good person hmm. it's, a dilemma. <laughs> it's a dilemma but it's okay like um as long as the love is there it's all that matters yeah yeah tell me about how you came to this love is the answer as you <clears throat> let's let's get spiritual uh, it's it's mainly this realization that i had that every issue that we have on earth that we kind of we kind of brood over as humans it could usually be solved by some love and compassion whether that means to ourselves to our thought process somebody else's thought process literally another person struggling in front of you that you can't really empathize with there's like a lot of 
there's a lot of things built into the human condition that just the lack of love being a part of it create evil. Like, mm. like there's a lot of things that we do. It's that saying like the, the apathy is the glove into which evil slips its hand, you know, like it's not that we intend to do any bad, but it's the lack of doing good and the lack of, of, of creating that good feeling in ourselves. Like th that void that creates evil. Like mm. the, 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 the apathy, the lack of caring. Yeah. It's more just like, you're going to take a side whether you want to or not. So you better choose good or like you, there's a 50, 50 chance you're going to end up doing the wrong thing. Mm. That's, That's all. And it's like, it's like I say with like the art world right now, um, everybody has that expression, like the, the rising tide that, that lifts all ships, like the, the, you know, a rising tide lifts all ships, this whole thing. Everybody envisions themselves as a ship. Like mm. everybody's kind of, when they say that, they don't realize it because they don't really know themselves that much. And it's a problem that we have in society. It's not, I'm not finger pointing, but a lot of us don't know who we are. Um, and, and when we, we hear that, the rising tide lifts all ships. A lot of us are the ships. We're waiting for the tide to come in, pick us up and make everything perfect. And I'm kind of more saying, fuck that. Like, I'll be the tide, like sit on me, rest on me, live in me. Like, I'll like, who cares? Maybe we're, we're all going to die one day in the ocean. Yeah. We're all going to die. Like, why are we so important? Give yourself to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And then maybe they'll give themselves to somebody else. And it all happens enough to where it comes back around to you and recreate some kind of circle. And we're all just taken care of. It's possible. It's better than what we're doing now. <laughs> we know what we're doing now doesn't work. So like maybe <laughs> my hippie shit could actually make a difference. Do you think, do you think on a large scale people will see that? I don't know. Like it's sometimes it's discouraging. Um, cause it seems like most people agree. Yeah. I think it's about removing expectation because it's like when I say, I love you to somebody, is it that I want them to feel good, feel loved, spread love, uh, or, or do I want them to say it back? Do I want love? Am I giving them a gift so that they give me a gift? Um, I, a lot of what I preach is to say it and, and just don't expect it back. Mm. It's like investing, like don't invest anything you can't afford to lose. We're, we're all in crypto yep. and stuff. Like that's how it is with love, you know? Um, except we can all, <laughs> there's no risk. Like you're not losing anything people are just afraid to say it because you're not going to say it back and they're just going to feel like shit because somebody they're going to it's just going to give them this confirmation bias like oh they don't love me mm. and it's not true and i know this for a fact because i know so many people that love me that just can't say it to me mm. and i say it to them constantly love you bro love you bro love you bro and they're like hey you too hey much love hey i feel you man like you too bro and it's it's so hard just to say it because we're like, for oh, some people it is for some people. It's really hard. It's interesting. Right. I think especially as men. So I, yeah, yeah. you know, oh. I'll give you an example. My <laughs> wife grew up in a family where that was never said. Mm, it was never said. Okay. And it was a really uncomfortable thing. My family, my parents told me that every day when my kids grew same. up, I, every day I said, I love you yeah. to my kids. 
And for my wife, she did too that. But her parents still to this day really have a hard time just saying, I love you. There's something about it that's uncomfortable for them. We're afraid to be vulnerable. We're yep. afraid to be hurt. It's all just a fear of pain. It's the same reason that we flinch when somebody pretends to punch us. We're just mm. afraid that it's going to hurt. Um, <clears throat> even if we can expect it. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people make the excuse like, oh, I just don't want, I'm, I don't want anything unexpectedly bad to happen. Like, no, you don't want anything bad to happen. You're a control freak. You got to <laughs> let go a little bit and just kind of drift out into that wild ocean on your raft when you know you're going to drown. Because <laughs> guess what? There is no drowning. It's an illusion. You're going to start to drown and just pop up back on shore. It's like a video game. You just get spawned back and you like, spawn again. Yeah. <laughs> that, like that's the that's the reality of stress, anxiety, all these things that we think control us. Like mm. let go and see what happens. Don't call I, know, that I, I struggle Don't sometimes with bill. just with just I have this cyclical thing in my mind, whatever's going on, and I'll just fixate on it, right? Yeah. That's whatever's the inner happening. voice. Yeah. That's yeah. the inner judge, man. Yep. The narrative sure. self. <laughs> it's funny. We all battle it. The narrative self. Um, it's the voice that's talking and judging and thinking when you don't really know what's happening. It's the voice that creeps in when you're like meditating. You're like, I'm living in the moment. And you're like, who the fuck said that? So <laughs> it, it, we can't really escape it. Uh, there's this book, Untethered Soul, that I'm reading. Mm. And it talks a lot about how, uh, how you got to kind of make friends with your inner roommate. A little bit mm, you know interesting i yeah. tend to compete against myself you got to sit down with him give him a form imagine him next to you annoying the shit out of you that's the start <laughs> that's an interesting thought yeah and maybe you're annoying him <laughs> now you're confusing me <laughs> this is where i lose people the hippie part of it but but that's the thing like Ask yourself, who am I? Like, that's what the book's a lot about. Ask yourself, who am I? And you're going to say, like, I'm Darren, you know? And, and it's going to be like, well, no, I didn't ask what's your name. Who are you? And you're like, well, uh, I'm, a, I'm a husband, a father. I'm this height, this way. Well, what were you when you were this age? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> so it's like getting back to the, like, Sigmund Freud would teach about the id and the ego and the super ego. Like, like the essence of you. Yeah, like what are you? Who are you? Who because we define ourselves by the things around you. us usually, right? Yeah, so like we're just using little reference points to help create uh, a, a good, a, a good like palatable, digestible version of what we consider reality. This so how is do you what's answer happening. That, so, how, how do you answer that question for yourself then? I try to just tell myself that I don't know what the hell is going on. Mm. But then you have this thing where even if you know, you're not going to help it. You're going to grasp for control. Mm -hmm. So you're going to just, it's going to be kind of momentary glimpses of like what somebody would consider nirvana. Uh, you're never going to be in this for very long, maybe five, 10 seconds at a time. And then that voice creeps in, hey, you're, <laughs> you're in the fucking zone. Look at this. Like, oh, there you are again. Shut up, right? So it's just kind of, how can we be vacant of that for as long as possible? And you realize it's not very possible. Um, so I don't, I think it's important not to try this kind of a thing. Mm. Um, 
what would you do if somebody just kept telling you to shut up? In fact, I'm not going to shut up. I might even yell just to show that you have no control over me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sit alone with your thoughts for 10 minutes. Tell your inner voice to shut up. See what happens. So do you find that your art allows you to kind of escape all the mental kind of cyclical, the cyclical process or? Yeah, like when I'm in that zone, like, like I showed you, I have like pain on my fingers, like right now. Um, I, I disappear for a little bit, for sure. I don't think anything really exists in reality because of that because i can just be here but not here at the same time like we're all in some ways omnipotent like we can be everywhere but nowhere like i don't know like we're our mind is like so vast you know mm-hmm. like are you actually <laughs> living in everyone else's reality or did you create their reality from yours so like, yeah, I, just, I often wonder about that concept of like what is my reality right yeah so i just try to slip it and find like little like juke it a little bit and find ways where i can just relax for a minute so like painting playing music uh you know like i'm trying to i'm actually getting into like some music nft stuff because i've been doing like open mics half my life like singing and playing acoustic guitar and all that kind of stuff so um you got like some every, music nfts happening uh it's in the works i've got some bands that are working with me like to do feature stuff in return i'm gonna help like you know basically help them mint things no like i'm gonna they don't know how to mint things oh i see what you're saying yeah you just click and do this and they're like oh we try to use atomic hub and it's and i'm like okay i'll walk you through it i'm Um, still intimidated by wax i gotta figure it out yeah i I have my manager do that i'm like (laughs) I just got a manager this week too. Hey, <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's it has to happen. Like, I don't even I can't say even who I was in a meeting with this week because it's just Ooh. like things get crazy. But uh, they directed one of the largest films ever, and it was like out in the last five years. Uh, they have a new movie coming out soon on Amazon. And they're kind of a big deal. So that's check, awesome, man. Check my Twitter. I'm trying to drop little hints without saying anything. And um, your Twitter is love is the answer. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and I, I'm not going to confirm or deny uh, any guesses or anything because I've already had a few hit the nail on the head. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I signed an NDA. Uh, I signed an NDA here. <laughs> You're like, like calling me. I don't know. Can't say. <laughs> like, what was the answer? Cannot keep a secret. What the fuck? I'm like, dude. I I told you guys. I'm gonna ruin this for you on accident. Like, I'm gonna tell the world because, and it's a good well, thing. Well, how can like, you contain I'm, that, that excitement? Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I told them. I was like, it's a good thing, and I'm that excited. But as soon as I there's a tweet up there that's like, hey, this is a hint. Uh, I got a phone call like five minutes later, and they're like, take it down. I was like. You, I was like, there's nothing in our contract about taking down tweets. Like, I'm not doing that. Sorry. I'm punk rock. Steal this album. You know? Um, so, it, it, I mean, we'll see what happens. I think that's the only part that worries me is that I might get like, <laughs> I, I might get like a little bit, you know, kind of like, I don't want to do all this stuff um mm. you guys are telling me what to do right now and i've already well got, like... there is that side of it right where you kind of move toward like i know for myself with art there's some art that i just make and i just like it and then i just yeah. put it out there 
And then there's other art where you're making it for somebody, right? And it has to yeah. meet certain expectations, and that that feels different. Commissions, I don't, I don't like doing commissions. No. I've closed a lot of my stuff off recently for that reason. Um, yeah. I know it that you and I were in a, it doesn't feel. You and good. I were in a group recently for some potential commission. I have no idea what happened with that. You're probably in like a different Telegram group all of a sudden, and I'm just like kicked <laughs> out of that one. We just all left you in a but, separate group. <laughs> but it's okay. No, like I know how this shit works. No, but... Just I'm not in that group either. It's, I have so no idea. <laughs> we can't but, give uh, any details on it, but I'm not there. I, I, I'm, I'm separated from it as you are. It's okay. And uh, <laughs> no, but I get like five of those a week, so I'm always like, okay. Like you just want me to retweet this shit and get like 50 of my followers, and you're just gonna leave me. So there's using us, man. Yeah, but then uh, like on the corporate side of like not wanting to play ball, that whole thing, like. Mm-hmm. There's the other side of that where, like, I work at Superworld. Is the, the yeah, yeah. tell me about Superworld. So, it's one of these ones that I've really wanted to explore. Yeah, so, like, their one where it doesn't feel like you're actually working for a big company, even though you're innately aware of the fact that this is, like, a big deal and the people mm-hmm. involved with it are, like, like next level, insane, crazy smart people. Like, we have, like, Robert Scoble and, like, Stephen Wolfram and like people on our board that, that knew like uh, Stephen Hawking and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you're talking the greatest minds of the modern day. We have this guy, Will Burns, that like he he defined the, the modern definition of the term metaverse. Like he's like, mm-hmm. like, we have like geniuses on our team that are like next level. Like, like we have uh, uh, as an advisor, somebody who's like at IBM is like a digital, ass, uh, digital assets. Digital assets. Smart, smart expert. people. These are insanely next level smart people. And then our co-founder and our, our, well, both co-founders, I should say. They're both incredible. Like Max Woon and Rich Latlikar, they're they're both legends in their own right. And uh, that's why it feels more like a family than a workplace, Mm. for instance. Like Rich, we're we're essentially brothers now. Um, He's that good to us. So... It's so one it's of those a part things. of that, you know, entering into that. I've had this happen sometimes where you enter into something and you go, holy shit, like these guys are like way above my intellectual capacity. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then you're sitting there going, what am I doing with these people? Yeah, but then they're impressed that I like, like I know like some solidity or something. Like, okay. So that, they're like, oh, you can program ETH or something. I'm like, well, not like really. Like I, I'm like a copy paste coder. Like okay. I don't like really... I know I can I can like help design something and, and uh-huh. build something, but I'm not like the project manager. I'm not gonna be like the head guy in that thing for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be copy pasting things that that they told me to and just like adding the right little little symbols and things. Like that's all. Um, so what's your role at Superworld? So I'm a head NFT strategist essentially. Okay. What I do is I you know, Superworld is an AR virtual reality overlay i would say of the real world so what you have are 64 plus billion plots of 100 by 100 meter uh virtually mapped space on top of the real world so like you know Times square for instance would i was be checking up some land in uh, banff <laughs> i was checking out some super world land around banff i thought that might be interesting sean he bear if i don't know if you know him he told me about banff he's like oh we got to go to banff sometime oh, so is that canada Okay. Yeah. yeah it's I'm, just I'm, uh, about four, five hundred kilometers, about four or five hours drive west of here. So that'd be what, uh, 240 miles, something like that. 
you must live like in the same areas and but okay. yeah man it's uh there's so many cool areas like that like i'm glad people are starting to look at things like that instead of just the eiffel tower or something mm. i own the comedy store which is like a relic oh, um okay I, so i get weird things like that where it's like obvious but not obvious uh-huh. uh, i like ones that make people go ooh, interesting because yeah, like yeah. it's creative it's a little different uh mm-hmm. The monetization possibilities there for the future are pretty insane. Well, explain that to me. Like, how would you monetize that? So for me personally, what I would try to do is maybe have a comedy show, create NFT tickets, uh, have the tickets art created by the performers, set a royalty on that so that they would collect the royalty, no upfront payment. So it'd be easier to book them for the promoter because they're having trouble with money right now and cash flow. So there's like, you see, like they're, mm-hmm. I'm building a thing where you can apply to any promotional ecosystem. Um, so like that would essentially be the idea, like get the people performing involved and creating art to sell as tickets. And then, you know, we're, we're going to broadcast eventually because our app is in beta. We broadcast the show in, in VR, for instance. And you could watch the show in the comedy store, which is exclusive as hell. You know, there's only so many seats you can't get in, you know, like now you're in your living room watching it. That's amazing. One thing, um, one thing I love is the possibility of just like AR VR concerts. And Mm -hmm. even apart from that, like, even if like things weren't that cool, like just imagine that doesn't happen. Like just, alone nft concert tickets that are resellable maybe each ticket's a pack like that's the stuff i'm working on and it's the stuff that really excites me to wear that's cool it almost doesn't like matter what happens because we're at ground floor we have something that's cool enough already so like we're happy to just build it out incorporate all these new aspects into it we've got like you know potential DeFi aspects we've got um I don't know if you saw on Twitter, we're dropping our marketplace soon. Um, Yeah, so imagine OpenSea Mm -hmm. with, you know, uh, uh, Zillow integrated. So you could buy digital properties or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, So like that's kind of when I try to think of like high level, how do I explain this to people? Zillow meets OpenSea. Um, So what you're going to have is a premium NFT platform for artists, creators, anything where you can download uh, any file type mm-hmm. into this. We're, we're trying to make it so you can do, well, not trying, we're doing. There's, you can do music, video, everything that you can think of, images. Um, so we're trying to be that one platform. It's a one-stop shop. You come, you buy your NFTs here, you mint them here, you you distribute them here. But at the same time, we can actually maybe eventually pin them to a location uh in the real world so that when you're watching in your vr goggles inevitably in five years when everything is virtual reality uh interacting in our real world you know your artwork is at the restaurant that you own in virtual reality so people Mm -hmm. people dining at this famous place will will have to view your artwork uh there's so there's a lot of interesting layers and maybe not have to because you can map infinite filters over the real world so but it's just cool to know that it's possible. Yeah. Um, it's a place where, you know, we all like Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. It's a place where you can create the next thousand Pokemon Go's and kind of just use your imagination to monetize this, this process. Um, 
we're all going to have like, I don't want to be this guy, but we're all going to have sort of a problem in the next five, 10, 20 years with AI and, and machine learning and, and technology kind of infringing upon day-to-day jobs of, you know, of just normal people. Yep. What if there is a way to monetize your creativity? The one thing that they're still having trouble copying with artificial intelligence is genuine, organic human creativity. Mm-hmm. This well, is going to help these two arise to the people top. People are still going to want human creativity. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, what do we do? You know, um, like I, I like I listen to Joe Rogan, for instance, right? Like, yeah. he's got this table in his studio. His whole thing is like, oh, this is like handmade or whatever. And people care about that. It's true. Because you can't just get some like cool handmade table anymore at like the local furniture store. No. You know, that's going to be a brand name piece of furniture. Everybody has that. You're going to go into your buddy's house in California when you're visiting from Canada and be like, oh, that's this coffee table I have. Damn. So the difference is we want these things to be like kind of like IRL and just like original. Yes. Yeah. So it, we're, we're going to see this rise to power of like, so, so like when we feel like the balance is shifting for like, like computers and AI, all of us that have been kind of waiting for that are going to be like, Yes, I was right. Boom. On top, all of a sudden. And you're going to have companies like big corporations knocking down your door for your creativity because like now it's on the blockchain. They actually have to do a fair deal with you. So they're trying to negotiate something. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's just, it changes everything. I don't know. Yeah. It's, I think of it as like blockchain makes digital physical. It's until blockchain existed, digital did not have that physical. Uh, how would you say it? Carnation that it does have now. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why I incorporate love into this so much because we are bringing this digital thing into the physical world. And the thing that a lot of people want most right now, when they don't even know it is companionship. Mm. We want somebody to talk to. We want somebody to be with how many of us have been sitting here for a year and not really been seeing our friends or family that much. And we're, like we're reaching out all across the internet on different platforms, connecting to people, making friends and new family because we don't have it in our daily lives anymore. Mm-hmm. It shows how important it is. Totally. Um, yeah. A lot of people did the thing that they said they would never, ever do. And that's get on social media. I was one yeah. of them. Right. Pandemic came, couldn't do anything. All of a sudden I need to talk to people. We're social creatures. We need to be out there. I needed love too. You know, so where do you turn? We, we go to the place where like we can only get a computer uh, virus, not an actual virus. So we're on the Internet reaching out to people. And uh... let, 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 let's think ahead a year. Like, you know, let's say this whole COVID thing's gone and it's just a memory. How are we going to just kind of let go of all this stuff? Or what do you think? So and, and this is I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, we're talking right now. Some important people might hear this. And I want everybody to know that I've already got some some big financiers and people in the loop for this. But what I would like to do uh, to kind of usher in a new wave of societal love and compassion and understanding for one another is take the essence of the first Woodstock Mm. and kind of get the biggest, most powerful people involved in the world to set an example and say, hey, love is the answer. We're going to put on the biggest festival of human existence to prove that love is the answer. And hey, prove me wrong because here's so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so telling you, hey, like we got a million people in this one place to celebrate love. Like 
Love we have a, a palooza. We have a fresh start. Like, what if we could just start fresh? It's what we've always wanted. Like, we have the opportunity now. Let's take it. So this is a call to everybody like Gary V or anybody that's ever maybe been on this show. Um, people that I know that are listening, that are like a, a big deal in finance and all these things and crypto. Let's come together. Mm. Let's make this damn thing happen. Well, My they have the resources to make things happen. They do. All that, all that it would take is a good, honest contribution from like a good amount of people, put it into a smart contract so that everybody can just trust it. And then you wouldn't have to be like, hey, here's this love is the answer, trying to prize from our money so we can put on this like giant concert. No, it's in the smart contract. Uh, transparency, nothing. Yep. So us. like, yeah, completely trustless. And I think that's the pitch. That's the selling point that it hangs upon because everybody's like, well, you're just gonna take advantage of the system. It's like, no. Mm. I'm going to prove that love is the answer and it's going to be open source and anybody can be a part of it. And you can all look and for thousands of years and make, this was done the right way. This is a template for how we need to kind of spread this vibe. Uh, wow. Intriguing. There's no reason it can't be done. Like if, if, <laughs> if just like five people that you and I know together decided to make it happen, it would happen. Like it's kind of crazy. Hmm. So now it's just convincing people to part with their money and actually be a part of something bigger for the right reasons. Wild. Wow. So what's the Gary, first step? Like a guy what's like Gary V. Give us a bit of a hint here. On what do you what do you see as first step? Well, the first step is just kind of getting these minds together in one mm -hmm. place mm -hmm. and getting a discussion started. I'd like to kind of get a conference together with some of the top minds. Let's say like the top 20 people in crypto mm -hmm. and like literally be like, let's show the world what we can do. Let's show the world what can happen if, if a group of like really good hearted people focused on decentralization and creating a better world actually put their minds and, and, and money together. Like what, what is actually possible? What if Bill Gates and Elon Musk and all these people like, actually put their money where their mouth was what would we have would we have you know a hundred thousand people gathered in i don't know 200 cities around the world simultaneously watching a concert in virtual and augmented reality that's what we would have so that's all we need to do is just make it happen like they just have to to talk back to it like they just have to respond and that's mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. That's literally it. Well, I would we live set in an age where you can get that. Like you I can know. reach out to people who normally would be inaccessible. And that's what's and so they cool. Reply. They do. And that's what's so cool yeah. is I've gotten so many people to be like, I'm listening. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the first step, you know, like <laughs> I'm not going to like, I, I'm so resistant to call people out personally. Like I want to just mention yeah, like six names, but I'm not going to do that Yep. because we're professionals here. But I just get so excited when I think about it that I just want to throw everybody under the bus in a good way. <laughs> just like, like, well, now I've invited you, so. <laughs> like, I know you can do it. Let's just do it. No, but just imagine, like, I just want that moment again. Like, imagine just in modern times, that moment of Jimi Hendrix playing the national anthem where it was like, like, you could still feel something mm -hmm, when you mm -hmm. see that, when you hear that. Richie Havens you know, like hitting his acoustic guitar and just like, you could feel that. Um, 
And then where does that go? Like, where do you want that to go from there, from that moment? What do you see? I would like humanity to at least have no excuse. Mm. I'd like us to have no excuse. Like, like, hey, we had a shot. We didn't take it. Mm. Now we deserve what we get. Isn't because, that happening all the time? Well, well, no, because like my problem is there's always this thing where it's like, why do good things happen to good people? And like, we all should have a chance to prove that we're good people first though, right? Yep. So like, I, it's just more of a challenge to, to everybody that says like, I'm a good person. And I, I believe in humanity. I believe in love. And right, I like, in okay, peace. if you're a good person, do good then. Yeah, like, all we're talking <laughs> about is putting on a giant concert. That's it. Because think about it. Like what, what happens to you when you watch like footage from that original Woodstock? You get goosebumps, man. You feel something. Everybody who watches that goes, God, I wish this could happen again with what we're doing with our current, our current situation in the world. Like, I wish this could happen. We need it. We're all asking for it. People don't realize it. So I just want to get people like Gary V, some of the people that we know. I've, I hate to call him out, but it occurred to me halfway through this that he had been on here. So it's yeah, like, yeah. I was like, I should probably say that. Um, but I think NFTs could be a big part of that too. Because what we're sitting on is the largest potential crowdfunding mechanism of all time. Mm -hmm. That is definitely true. <laughs> and that's why I'm trying to bring this out is that that's the thing that brings it all together. It's like, how are you going to do that? How are you gonna... We're selling like dollar NFTs. Yep. Like what if everybody put their money in to promote the hell out of this thing? And like millions of people bought $1 NFTs. Like that's enough of a commitment. That used to be something people go, nah. That can't happen but now it's like obviously it can it can i mean th there's so many movies like uh ken always brings up super troopers too you know like you just get a t-shirt for your donation like, mm. it's not crazy but like they made it happen people are like all right i want to see this without censors i want to see this without rewrites i want to see this without you know some guy who who doesn't even understand comedy at the studio telling people hey this would be pretty funny like, let's see what it's like without all that. And people right, right, loved right. it. So I know that if it's for something bigger, it would definitely have a chance. And then, I mean, imagine if like, like we know people that are like giving like uh, tens of thousands of Bitcoin to different organizations for charity and these things. Like that's enough right there to make mm -hmm. this thing happen. Right. And I wouldn't take, I would like not get paid. I'd voluntarily not get paid. I don't care. I just want people to accept my free hugs when I go to give it to them. I know this would help. Honestly, I like I, I hate to be so annoying with that shit, but love is the answer. And people need to kind of people need to open up. There's a lot of people that act like they know what the hell's going on and they're afraid to even give somebody a hug or say I love you. I think our first instinct, at least for me a lot of times, is immediately go, no, it won't work for these reasons yeah do you know and, what i mean uh, like it's just like an instinct to be like nah that's that inner voice that's the judge yeah yeah yeah. that's our judge kind of uh it's like i was saying earlier like we're afraid of pain you know <laughs> like we avoid pain at all costs like that's why we flinch if somebody swings at us or something like uh even or it's if why, we it's know why you sing badly on purpose in front of someone rather than really trying to sing because yeah. it's easier to just act like an idiot how like does it feel when they criticize your best? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Off, it's, it's okay. Right. 
I want to put myself out there. I want you to criticize my best and prove me wrong when I say love is the answer. Um, I want to, I want to be asked the tough questions. I've been asked by like a pretty big uh, kind of charity financier person in the industry is like, you preach all this love shit, but what is that even like, how are you going to accomplish any of this? You know, kind of cynical. Mm. And I was like, well, right there, you lost it. Like you're not showing love right now. It's just about compassion. Like, how do we start? How do we show it? Just listen, start listening to one, one another. That's it. And don't get pissed off when your neighbor has a different political opinion. Mm. Don't get pissed off. when They don't say, I love you back to you. Just start listening and talking. That's it. Um, it's the unconditional element. Yeah. And people care too much. The trick is to care and then also not care. You should care enough to say, I love you, but you shouldn't care enough to, to have to hear it back. Mm. That's really my main message. Like, don't care if they say it back. It's 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 irrelevant. Like a lot of a lot of times, people are not capable of expressing what they're feeling. Mm -hmm. It just it doesn't matter. Right, I see what you're so saying. Just say it. Put it out there. Just you know, I couldn't anyway. say it ten years ago. I couldn't do it. I've I've like I literally get at least one message a day of people that say, "Hey, like I told my brother I loved him." I couldn't do that my whole life because I just wasn't able to say I love you because my father never said it to me. Right. And that's a beautiful thing. I get reach outs that are like, hey, dude, like just you saying like love is the answer. Like it cheers me up. Don't ever stop. Totally. Yeah. Like just weird things that we don't think have an impact on people just because they didn't like maybe say thank you that hundred times. But guess what? The hundred and first he messaged me and was like, don't ever quit doing this. I love you. So if we would have been like at 50 at attempt 50, like, Hey, this is not, I'm never getting this return to me. They never say it back. I'm going to just quit now. Mm -hmm. How many people did you let down and not realize it just now when you did that? Mm -hmm. Well, and sometimes it's something you don't necessarily see the benefit of it, but that doesn't mean there isn't a benefit. Yeah. There's always some unseen benefit in what we're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of greed in this space, but there's mm -hmm. a lot of good people too. And you see a lot of communities make up for like bad individuals. You see yeah. a lot of like rug pulls and situations. And then I've seen like communities like what reimburse people. What do you think is rising in the narrative I've seen lately, just even in the news, you know, where there, there's more focus on, oh, but crypto is being used to scam people. Like I've seen that come up in the news a lot in the last just few days. I think it's pretty convenient because uh, U.S. currency, like the U.S. dollar, <laughs> is is the most uh, the most used currency for funding, you know, terrorism, oh, organized yes. crime, drugs, uh, prostitution, anything you can think of. Um, but we we all have this thing about cryptocurrency. I really think it's the there's a lot of like bad press around the name of it. Mm -hmm. I think just changing it to to digital currency would be just huge like we, we all hear about like rebranding and stuff like it's yeah yeah it's a thing <laughs> i think that where the purists go as well but it's not just a digital currency right like you can make a digital currency that's like say the the fed you know digital currency but it's right. not really the same thing yeah and that's where people get like well but they are different but i agree with you i think cryptocurrency has a negative connotation to it it does it, it feels it gives you that feeling of like the 2010, 2011, like, oh, this funds terrorism type of feeling, mm -hmm. you know? 
Yep. And everybody always said that, but never told you how. How does it fund mm -hmm. terrorism? It was probably my, doesn't. Just my folks today even were like, hey, so we are reading the news that some people are getting scammed with like Bitcoin scams. And I'm like, yeah, they're getting scammed with anything that's worth money. Any anything that has monetary value, people are going to try to scam people, you know? Yeah, that's where you go. All right, send me two dollars. I'll send you back four. Yeah. And they like, are you sure? Like, you'll do it? And you're like, yeah, I'll do it. And they Promise. send it. <laughs> You're like, boom, there's a Bitcoin scam. <laughs> like, that's all it is. A lot of times. literally what it is. <laughs> but, but I mean, I, I get it. Like, uh, people are afraid to kind of, I don't know, but you can't really steal people's Bitcoin unless they kind of, like, show you. Well, I was telling them, look, they're tricking people. They're tricking <laughs> Yeah. People. You know, whether it's iTunes cards or you know some tax agency saying hey you owe taxes you know come pay me this cash or or bitcoin right it really has nothing to do with the cryptocurrency it's just a conflation i think of the but i i does you know, i find it interesting when it seems to just crop up everywhere at once in the news you go okay what who's like saying okay with well, this these stories need to get out there right now do you know what i mean it just seems it feels coordinated it does. And it's interesting because you see like China has like a lot of the hash power. Right. And now they're putting out bad press when that happens. Like, I feel like no matter what's going on, our government is in some like low key way trying to control stuff. So when you have something like, like all the rich people in the United States are investing in Bitcoin, mm -hmm. like China, you know, like China's the enemy. They've got all the hash power. They're they're trying to get the value to go up over there. Wouldn't it, sir? Like it kill two birds with one stone to devalue it, right? Because mm. you know, long term, it's going up way high in value. So, like, you want to devalue it, a to hurt your enemy, and b buy it low. So, I I think that's kind of a little bit of what's going on. If you want to look like big picture, but a lot of that's like me being paranoid about like you know, world power struggles. Um. I think a lot of it is just us. You know how when you look at a cloud and you see like, I don't know, a sheep <laughs> or a cow yeah. or a face. I think a lot of it is that where when something happens in the market, we look at something in the news and go, oh, that must be why it happened. But in reality, yeah. it was just some whale selling a shitload of Bitcoin or buying a shitload of Bitcoin. Right? Yeah, I mean, you'll see that a lot on wax, I feel like, because it's not as as used. Yeah, it's like super like desired, but not as like used as something like ETH mm -hmm. or you know um i i've seen a few like movements on that blockchain where everything will drop so quick that like you know it's just like one dude selling stuff off somebody's dumping because there's not a lot of liquidity there but i did most... want to ask you about uh you know we talked a little bit about before about this i don't know what you could share in the in this recording I was checking you out and I was checking out some of your history and I was checking out the hip hop legend stuff. And I'm like, Frick, man, oh, this yeah. is so freaking <laughs> awesome, man. And I was looking at that and I mean, so, so cool. You had a bit of a story to it though. I don't know what you want to say. Well, um, what, what I can say is I created every design up until like the Eminem card. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I love cool, making man. those. Yeah, yes. thank you, man. And, they, and I mean, you can tell like hard that it, it was a different designer. Oh, 100%. Right it just totally shifts after that. Yes. Yeah. So like, I mean, it's pretty, you can see like the first, however many. So if people want to check out. You've got like out, Tupac, you've got uh, B.I.G. here. Dude, I have some that are unreleased of that Jay -Z. stuff. I have a Tupac 
that's unreleased that I was thinking about just putting out, but I don't know if it's a good idea. They'd probably get upset at me. <laughs> what? What? Uh, I mean, if you just put out a hip hop artist, they own I mean, all my whatever. other stuff, right? So it's like it wouldn't be that big of a deal in some ways. I feel like um, if you issue your own creation, like it, it has their name on it, though. Uh huh. Okay. But, so could you change that element of it? Yeah, I could probably just, just be black like it out. Hip hop. Love is the answer. So that's what's interesting. Um, so I was going to kind of, you know, anybody can make a card of hip hop artists. Of course. That's my but point. The, the, the problem is the hip hop artists might be upset if they're not involved, you know, and, mm. and that's something that I was concerned about with that project. And it's one of the reasons I walked away was licensing. Okay. Um, I was concerned not just about money because like i said like i want to be like people sell a 69 million dollar piece and just give it away to everybody peer to peer like just walk around like do you need money and just send them bitcoin just like just like onboard them into bitcoin world or like or or crypto world just send them crypto and just like peer to peer give away 70 million dollars that'd be a dream but what i'm more talking about i guess is getting like real agreements with people like, uh-huh. like paying them 50 percent, making sure that they're actually taken care of they built these reputations i know in hip-hop there's a sampling thing sure. where we all kind of use each other's stuff and then in crypto it's like you know we we have this habit of kind of thinking it's okay to use people's likeness and it's, it, it is what it is it's part of the culture uh it just doesn't feel right to me though and i want to give back to the original creator so that creates some waves. And since I'm in a position to do something bigger now with the company I'm at, I'm going to do a different series altogether mm. with actual hip hop artists. Uh, like in cooperation with them. Yeah. So they'll be on their, their social media. Like they'll be hanging out with me in person. Like, like we'll shake hands and be like, Hey, grab That's this so NFT. Awesome, man. Like, like way different. And, uh, what I would like to do, and I don't want to make any promises because I know how that gets, but I, I'm looking at developing a battle rap game. Uh-huh. And we've already got some things in the works. Like I just said, I, I had to like re kind of restructure everything with the the other deal. But um, there's a lot of fractionalizing of mm-hmm. music right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, say I'm Eminem. I want, well, I want you to collect my card. And I also mm-hmm. want you to be able to battle somebody using my verses versus their verses, right? So you're going to buy little clips of my best work and kind of maybe each one has like a little rating system attached. So this- you, sure you should this, be telling me all this right now? Like It doesn't okay. matter. They they can't do it as good. <laughs> get, the, get the licensing deals I'm about to get because- <laughs> He dares you. He dares you. Well, well here's the problem. I know these artists now, and I'll okay. just be like, hey, that guy stole your likeness. Uh. <laughs> and I'll just tell him. I'll just, like, send him the tweet. I'll just, like, like text it to him. They're like, oh, damn. Right. And, like, it's over. So right. Yeah, no, I see that. That's a valid point, yeah. Huh. So, and and I not that I would. I'm just saying, like, if it got to but that level could, of, of like, hey, like, they're stealing your ideas, like, what? Do you, then I'd be like, well, of course, I'll just defeat them. Like the pen is Well, it's kind of like the same with people minting memes, and it's like, yeah, okay, if it's the real person who really did the meme, and then they mint it, then it has value. 
if someone else goes and mints like a grumpy cat photo, nobody cares. Yeah, yeah like if right. I'm like friends with DJ Premier and he's like, you know, hey, what's up, dude? I'm like, oh, everything's great. And I know that somebody just copied his likeness and made 20 grand off of it. I don't say anything. Like, I'm a shitty friend, right? <laughs> So like, of course, I'm going to tell them like, hey, so-and-so took your your likeness, your photo and, and, you know, did this hoping they don't like touch the ones I did for them back in the day, of course. But, you know, I know like it's I kind said, of part of pop art, though, isn't it? Well, I'm protecting that company at this point. Because I know two people that were th where things were created for that weren't OK with it, but I know them now and they're like, whatever. So. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's a weird situation. I don't know. Like, I think you know. For example, I've made some pictures like that were like a tribute type thing, like a Daft Punk tribute. Right. Is so, that okay? Is that bad? I think it just a lot of it depends on how you do it. So since mm. since if you're presenting it as like, hey, here is the likeness of so and so, instead of saying like, here's like a you know like a mocked up license of, I think there's a a thing where there's a certain latitude given to artists and also even if there's any parody involved whatsoever mm -hmm. i think that's a, a kind of a, a shield there well that's so why i do it, the zombies exactly so that's what i was kind of going to say next is like so if you have something with say i don't know say like elon musk is a zombie or something i do right <laughs> that's why i bring this up like <laughs> i do my research too sir <laughs> oh, i'm just kidding but like i um when you have a situation like that, it's clearly kind of covered by the parody law thing in the sense like he doesn't he can't have a reasonable expectation in a court of law that a judge isn't going to view that as kind of like a joke or something. Right. And so like, there's no incentive for him to even try it. Uh, they're going to lose money. And furthermore, he's a cool dude. He probably would never care in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there are people that, that care. Um, it's just kind of adding enough of your own self to it to where mm -hmm. they have no point i think that's the thing like a lot of artists like us don't have an issue with that mm -hmm. uh but that's why you see a lot of big businesses get caught for that kind of thing because they're not as creative they'll just copy mm -hmm. something and take it so i think that's one reason you're not seeing like a lot of it as, as much in the nft world right now because people are super creative and they're really good at kind of tweaking it just enough to make it like arguable right yeah, like well, that's you where don't it gets have a fun, case. right? That's where it gets fun, where there is that element of recognition there, because without some element of recognition, you know, you don't have that pop art effect. Yeah, you need a gimmick in a in a way, but a gimmick where it's like, it's not just shocking. Like I'm using this shock factor to make a statement or something. Well, like look at all these unofficial punks that are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? I know somebody that has a real one, but yeah. they got it like back you know, in the day or something. I don't want to say his name in case he lied to me. And it would sound, it would sound like he's like, like I'm vouching Everybody's for him. Everybody's going to be checking their address. People, people do. Like they yeah, totally yeah. do. Like, yes. like when I was like early on as an artist, I was trying to like, you know, hype myself up. I was like, oh, I made this sale. And so I'm like, no, you didn't. And, like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're right. <laughs> so like, you know, I get it. Uh, it is what it is. <laughs> Right. Wait, I forgot this was on the blockchain. Oh, oh shit. This is ETH. I can check it. Uh, oh, that's the thing, right? Like, that's right. I just gave that to him. Oops. 
<laughs> nah, dude, it's funny though. Like you could have said, "Hey, he paid me, and I just transferred it to him." He paid me. That's the on other a separate thing. address that you don't know. I, I've like two. I've negotiated so for two pieces of art that I have right now. I actually have negotiation going on for like uh-huh. decent uh, sales, like offline, mm-hmm. but. I want him to reflect on my, my thing. Like I, I, I kind of, like I kind of need him to buy it through the site. You know what I mean? Uh huh. You gotta that's get those rare. You gotta get that rare drop. Even more than that, like it needs. <laughs> yeah, that's actually nice, dude. Some of like all that rare that I was the getting rare over the, drop the is summer, nice, man. Ooh, I don't get a lot. Uh, <laughs> it's harder to sell. I sell a lot more on Atomic Hub. Uh, oh yeah. I'm trying to get my sales up. I've been not really that, that focused on uh, selling art, which is interesting. Hmm. I had a couple good sponsorships recently happen and, and a couple good contracts that I signed for other things. So promoting has been hard. I, I'm kind of like a spiritual person. And I know that we're all going to die at any moment. Um, so for me, it's hard to be like money motivated. Right. Therefore, I, I kind of don't promote as much. And I, I don't also want to seem like I have a really big ego. Like, okay, I don't want to promote my artwork and say, hey, like, I've got this, you know, this, this whale over. Don't this... you get it where like, you know, like when yeah. I make a piece, like you were talking about that piece I made today or I put out there today, I'm just excited to show it. Me too. Me too. I'm just excited to put it out there and, and have people look at it. Yeah, and I used to put so much stuff just on Instagram until like Ken Bozak, my buddy, was like, "Stop putting all this stuff out if you're not minting it. Like, what are you doing? Somebody's gonna steal mm. your artwork." Yeah, and, I usually mint and then I post it on Instagram. Yeah, and since I have so many, like I've got all these things I just can't do. Like, I just can't put it out there right now. Mm-hmm, uh, it's mm-hmm. not a good idea. But I show people. Uh, there's a lot of projects I'm working with where they're creating NFTs and they're going to, you know, be selling them essentially. And uh, my stuff's going to be in all those projects. So I have this giant portfolio to show those people. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Of course. That makes I'm sense. super afraid to, to put it out there. No, I think that's justified. Is I have no proof. It's mine at this point. Although I do yeah. keep a lot of my like in process photos. So. Yeah. 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 That, that would be. Yeah, I keep step by step. Some well, like, hey, like stylistically, can. people are gonna look at it and go, "Yeah, this is definitely you know Nathan McCoy here." That's true, and like if I have a collage, like it's like, dude, I have the layers. Like I have the sure. I have the file for all the shit. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. what Sometimes are you talking when I'm about? really excited to show it and it's not minted, I just crop it. Mm. Like I'll crop it and be like, "Okay, here's here's what I have, but this isn't the whole picture." Yeah, I got to be careful. I've been criticized a lot. Um, I get criticized a lot for not basically hyping myself up, you know? Mm. Well, um, I mean, obviously you're doing well, so you must be doing something right. And, and that's the thing. Um, a lot of my stuff's been like reselling goods. So I've been getting like, like resales or whatever. I don't care though. I want, I, I want to make enough money to where I can just kind of like meditate all day and play the guitar and, uh, and paint and, you know, um, you getting and the there? problem is well it's i'm getting there and the, yep. and the problem is like i i work for companies i love so much that like stepping away like i would i know i would regret it instantly 
Well, you got to keep yourself busy with some things. I mean, people imagine like, oh, yeah, then you'll retire and do what? Absolutely. Like, there's never an end to this thing. Like, There's always going to be something. And if you don't have a thing to shoot for, you're going to create it. Sure. Yeah. Well, for myself, I don't know if you knew this. I, I'm a teacher as well, right? I teach. That's amazing. Uh, junior high, math. And uh, I don't see myself, like people will say to me all the time, oh, like, so you're going to retire from teaching and just do this, this stuff, art stuff and the crypto stuff. And I'm like, I don't see it happening. I, I enjoy the teaching. I mean, maybe I wouldn't teach full time, but I like being around people. Yeah. I don't know. I just. I don't know I, why you would give that up if you don't have to. Yeah, That's something I mean, where it's so substantive, like. I mean, granted, if you know, there are people who are teachers who hate being teachers, then that's a different story. Yeah. Right? But I enjoy but, it. So. But you should just know yourself enough to not volunteer for that there beating are people if who you do don't that, like man. it. There are people who do that because they don't know what else to do and they get into teaching. And I have a friend. I don't know she, what they're thinking. She, she was teaching like middle school, like, yeah, think, like science class, and she was done after like two years. A lot of people quit after the first couple of years. Yeah. Like she had a master's in it, everything, man. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's not for everybody, that's for sure. I think a lot of people choose it because they feel like, okay, I don't know what else to do, so I guess I'll go into this. And you think it'll be easy. And they're like, oh, yeah, I get yeah, summers yeah. off and, like, whatever. Yeah. I mean, But I've you got to want to teach people. Totally. I've taught for, like, I don't know, 25 years now. So it's to a point where it's not a lot of work anymore. No, I have a passion for like showing people things too, just from being in like just the jujitsu and kickboxing mm, world and all these totally. things for so long. Like you you unintentionally become a teacher. Like you mm -hmm. get so used to showing people things and kind of helping people out that you don't even realize you're doing it. Uh, teaching's in my blood, man. Like even with the crypto <laughs> stuff, you know, like the what did I do? When Me I too. first got into it in twenty sixteen or so, I was just like, I'm just gonna write about what I learned. And I just blogged about it pretty much every day that's really really cool yeah you're uh you're a, a, quite the writer huh <laughs> not i haven't written lately though because i do the art like a, i find that i've the art is just pure joy to make it the uh, there's still an element of writing that's work it's that moment when you can separate the waves of the ocean from like the calm that kind of like calm feeling that it gets sometimes so it's like we can't separate like the beauty of the ocean from like the trepidation that it holds mm. we we all we we have to take one with the other like that beautiful sunset where it's barely moving and then like the time that you're out there on your boogie board and it's beating the shit out of you and it a wave hits you so fast that it rips your your swim trunks down from everybody and everybody can see your wiener like this is this is the kind of thing I'm talking about, right? This is life. It was going, it was going really serious there, and then you flipped it. I know. I I feel that uh, my wife accused me of deflecting. She'll say like, mm. "Your things are getting too I, emotional. Uh, you're deflecting." I see what you're saying. There was a moment of serious thought there, and then you quick did the wiener joke. Yeah, I, I had, and in just the word wiener alone, <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's a mechanism for escape. Oh, it's true. It's <laughs> yeah, I, I do the same thing. Where I'll, I'll check laugh. it out. If I'm uncomfortable, I go the route of laughing about something. And sometimes people are being like, uh, sometimes a person's response might be like, this isn't funny. I'm like, no, 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 I know laughing? it's not funny. It's just my nervous reaction. I called the Kitty Foreman. So from like that 70s show, 
uh, Eric's mom would always laugh in like a weird, uncomfortable situation. So okay. I was just thinking that. I think a weird That's thing. One of those My shows life's... I never watched. Really, dude, yeah. give it a shot. Just see what happens. Just don't get too stoned and pay attention to the laugh track because that part will drive you crazy. Pre-recorded. Yeah, you'll be like, why are they laughing? That was not funny at all. I'm going to punch myself for watching this. They're just a la- pressing a button. Laugh, laugh. Yeah, it just makes you laugh. feel bad about yourself after a while because you're like, I have a horrible sense of humor. This <laughs> is not even fun. It's so unfunny. They had to pay a computer to just do it over and over. So. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I thought that was funny what you just said. <laughs> but like, dude, I I'm trying to get into like all kind of shit. Like, we've got like physical NFTs coming out. Mm-hmm. We have like all kind of interesting things. Um, I'm looking at doing tattoo designs where I'm like implanting NFC chips no under people's skin. Way. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, and uh, my wife's a doctor, so we know surgeons. So I'm trying to talk to people that can. Next level stuff, man. Yeah, I want to make NFC NFC tattoos. Yeah, so when you scan your tat, you're like, "Oh, Ed Hardy did make that." That's cool, man. I'm talking to interesting people about some stuff uh, (laughs) in relation to this thing. like let's just see what's possible like let's just do everything why not let's be let's all be the gene simmons of of nfts <laughs> let's create the coffin someone else will like someone else is going to be the one going let's try this absolutely right? um th- there's this like stream of interdimensional consciousness that's just filled with different ideas and we all kind of cast a line into that bad boy from time to time and what we pull up is this kind of interesting mix of ideas where if we release our hook and toss it back in, it's going to kind of rearrange and form another idea kind of ball and that someone else is just going to catch it. Sure. Like, like if you don't use it, it's literally out there in the ethos, like just the ether, let's say, because sure, we're in sure. crypto, uh, yeah. out there in the ether floating around just waiting to be taken. Yep. Like, kind of I, me and you could have the same idea right now from the same source. It's just like, who's going to take it and feed it the right food? Well, and so many people just don't do anything about it, like you were saying before. We're lazy. Mm-hmm. We're inherently lazy. And yeah, you know, it's it's natural, right? It's a survival thing. I enjoy my laziness even. I mm-hmm. love to sit on the couch sometimes and just like relax. And, you know, but there's also the side of me that... I'll wake up, uh, I'll go to bed at 2 a.m., wake up at like 6 a.m. Like, I gotta, I gotta paint this thing. Like, I'm like halfway done with this commission piece or something. Like, mm-hmm. we all have this thing that drives us, right? So, and what's crazy, like, we know we're gonna die and we still, we, we feel driven. And you could sell yourself while you're being driven. Like, I'm gonna die, this doesn't matter. And you go, shut up, it does matter. <laughs> and you do it anyway. Like yeah. that's destiny. Yeah. Wow. And it's like you were talking about it's love, right? That's love. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like that's the thing I say, like in business meetings, people are like, oh, how do I sell this product? You don't love your product. That means no one else can love it, which is why you mm-hmm. can't sell it. Love is always the answer to everything. What's, <laughs> I mean, I, I hate to, to be this way, but like a lot of people just like on a simple level, just mess up their own like marriages and, and relationships with their fathers and children and mothers just because they don't love themselves. 
So they're going to like project all these insecurities and issues on other people. They're going to drive these people nuts. It's going to start constant fights and you're going to force each other out of each other's lives. Yeah. Yeah. So like the, the shortcut to all this, like, like, Oh, it's working out shit. is just say, I don't care. I love you. <laughs> right? well, so, that yeah. Forgiveness, right. Sometimes you just have to forgive someone, even if they don't ask for forgiveness. Yeah. And like I always say, like, just don't expect it back. Don't spend yeah. more than you can afford to lose. Don't loan your friend a thousand bucks. If you need that thousand bucks for your rent, it's the same thing with your love. If you have a vulnerable heart, maybe you shouldn't just say, I love you to everybody. I don't know. But I would encourage it. Just get used to that feeling of, of not needing it. Um, why does it have to be reciprocal? Mm. We're all so fucked up in the head, man. We think that like we have to get something in return. Well, a lot of we, you know, we were raised in kind of this uh, Skinner Freudian type, you know, Oh, you got to have reinforcement for everything, right? You got to say, Oh, that yeah. was a good job you did on that. Oh, nice work. Yeah. It's our, it's realizing at the, yeah, it's like, like I said earlier, that the id, the ego, and the superego kind of all competing against each other, talking to each other, saying, what am I? Who are you? What are we doing? Hmm. It, it doesn't matter. So, so I've hey, done, I've done are, a good amount we, of plant medicine, right? You and did, Tori? I've done a good amount of plant medicine oh, like yeah? uh, to try to help let go, like some kind of new age hippie stuff. Mm-hmm. I always say this thing to myself, like, I always kind of have a hard time at first of letting go. And it, these words just slip out of my mouth. I go, I would be amazing if I could just get out of this damn body. And that's what we need to realize. The reason you feel trapped is because you're trapped. So mm. just accept it, let it go, and realize it's going to end soon. <laughs> so enjoy it. <laughs> that's, wow. That's a good good note to wrap things up on. I wanted to I say- think so. that- we have to get a time here where you and me and Ken Bozak. Let's are do it. Talking. I'd also like to get Rish on here and talk about Superworld because yeah. nobody talks about Superworld like our founder, Rish. He's, okay. he's amazing. Okay. You want to come back with him and have like a little group chat? That'd be cool. Yeah, uh, could. Maybe we could give away a plot on Twitter or mm. something. Yeah. Um, that'd be cool. let, let, give somebody a chance to own a piece of the metaverse. You know, That's a cool idea. Yeah, <laughs> I'm down. And of course, any kind of collaboration like we mentioned, that'd be cool. Yeah, Maybe yeah, yeah. No, I'm serious that in the future. I, I want to do something with uh, another one of these feminine portrait figure type things. And then I just want to let you go crazy with it. If that's something you're up for. I'm up for it. And I wouldn't mind donating like a good portion of my piece of it to charity or yes, maybe like a women's that. charity let's or something. That. Um, one that I really like, like is called She's the First. Let's do it. And we can donate to it through the giving block. Let's do it, dude. Could do that. I'm super into it. I Let's think I think this is the key to success. Yes. Like I think people need to realize just fucking give something away. <laughs> All of us artists that. are like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do a giveaway. I'm devaluing my work. Like, get your head out of your ass and do something for humanity. Like, if if the least you can do is give somebody a nice piece of art that makes them smile, like, why can't you just do that for people? Come on. There's value in it. You know, like for <laughs> example, so back value. at Christmas, um, I did some pieces that were donated to uh, certain causes. And like a couple of them were like, with this piece, there were like kids in, I forget which country, that mm. could go to school for the year. And how yeah, is that not thing. awesome? Right? Even I mean, like, yeah, okay, granted, I didn't get the money from it, but 
that was like so cool to be able to do that right and i mean all i did was make a a picture and someone bought it and that you know it didn't hurt me it didn't hurt me no no it it actually helped you in ways that you're not gonna know about until years to come like right you're gonna you're gonna just these things add up you know well i was making the art anyway i was making the art anyway that's the other thing people act like (laughs) <laughs> like they're losing out on something because they donated this money to charity. Like, just keep it at that rate. <laughs> like a lot of yeah, these yeah, people, yeah. a lot of artists I know, they're I'll be like, oh, you wanna you wanna do a, a collab? Like, oh hell yeah, I want because they know I've been getting like some publicity recently, and I'm uh-huh. okay with them like getting onto that. But then I do this. I'm like, let's give it all to charity, and they're like. Man, I fucking need money. I don't know about that. No, let's go 50-50 on one. They all go, I am charity. You give 50%. Yeah, yeah well, let's I do mean, that. You know, though, there are, I mean, to be fair. There are starving artists. You know, I have a decent job outside of this already. So I do this purely out of enjoyment. Right. Okay? Um, you've had success, but there are a lot of starving artists. There are a lot of new people who are in, or there are people who live in poverty. And this is their opportunity to kind of climb out of that. Absolutely. Right. So... They're not necessarily all in that position. Yeah, and I do want to be respectful of that. Yeah, I'm not trying to scold you so... or correct you. I'm just saying <laughs> no, we I know. are in and, a position where we can do that. That's and you're very saying. correct. And I think it's good to bring that back up because, like, it is easy to forget. You know, I, th- mm. I think it speaks to kind of a, a greater point in society. And this is where I always like I either endear myself to people or piss people off by not like <laughs> re- taking a hard viewpoint. But I'm gonna just agree with you because I I see that in society where we all need to be willing to look at ourselves and change a little bit and kind of realize like, yeah, this was easy for me. Maybe, maybe this other person didn't have the same advantages. Mm. Maybe they didn't, maybe they didn't happen to make friends with somebody who publicized their work. And then now all of a sudden mm-hmm. they're selling art, right? Like maybe, uh, like maybe your dad didn't give you a job when you were growing up. Maybe, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of advantages to a lot of people like we'll, we'll take just for granted, almost sure. forget because it's a part of like our narrative, you know, right. like, and they might even I say, Hey, this. I worked I really that. hard for everything I earned. I'm like, yeah, but you, Did you? lived at home for free. You That's know? the thing. And you went to say university or college, your folks let you stay at your, their home and supported you or whatever it was. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of things people have that they don't necessarily recognize gave them a leg up. Yeah, we will be proud of people and take ownership of their accomplishments. Like, I'm mm-hmm. proud of you. I helped you, you know, but we won't be critical enough of ourselves to to point out our own faults and help us make progress, nor will we actually give ourselves the credit when we deserve it. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of us are walking around kind of miserable. And that's another area where love is the answer. If you love yourself, people can actually love you back and you can make an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, no one's going to ever listen to the guy that hates himself and just talk shit all day to everybody else. Do it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. a narcissist should want to create a better world because they're going to get some it credit for that. Yeah. Right? They're going to get benefit. <laughs> so why not? Like, well, that's I, I, where crypto really is a win-win situation. It really is. Absolutely. We're, we're incentivized to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Just look at mining. Yep. You know? That's true. You're better off playing ball than trying to hack the system because it's going to yep. just cost you a ton of money, probably. Well, it's like these countries that are trying to <laughs> shut it down. It's like, hello, just get on with things here. Join in and you'll be better off than trying to fight it. 
Just just play along. Join the one world system. <laughs> I hate to scare people. I don't people. know if I'd say that. <laughs> I, 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 no, it's, it's so funny because I do consults like, like a few a week and I make that joke and some people do not like it. <laughs> Join okay. the Borg. The Borg. I <laughs> mean, no, but this has been amazing. Uh, this is definitely, other than being on with Ken every day, this is like the best podcast I've done in a bit. Although I will say, uh, Super World Show once mm. a week comes out. Me and Rachel Atlacar, that's also oh, amazing. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, we had Dimitri Buterin on. We had Ken Bozak. We've had, uh, oh God, everybody who I forgot is is angry at me right now. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm just remembering. <laughs> yeah, I'm just remembering my friends. So I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, uh, cool. Oh, now I said people aren't my friends. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Delete, nah, delete. You know what I'm saying, though. Yeah. But uh, it's yeah, it's all fun and games. Like we're we're trying to do a good podcast, but also just kind of have an excuse to sit down and talk to each other for an hour a week. You know, totally. we're both getting so yeah. busy. Mm-hmm. But I definitely want to come back with some of my friends and see you again, man. Awesome, let's do that. Hell yeah, dude! Cool. Right on. Well, hey, I wish you all the best with uh, all this exciting, crazy stuff coming up, especially the stuff you can't say yeah there's let's uh, <laughs> just say there's a large uh, hollywood director that's got a big movie about to drop on amazon and i'm and gonna be you'll working occasionally with him, so. see hints on twitter hints on twitter uh look for the gifts or gifs or who gives a crap right? i say however GIF, you, what say. Do you say <laughs> i say gif because i'm a heathen see i i looked it up and the guy who created them calls them gifs so i know but he could be a liar bro <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. it's like the guy who created the Segway. he he's like this is the safest vehicle in the history of man and he drove it off a cliff i thought you were gonna say he pronounced it segu or something a segu <laughs> speaking of what's bring back the original segu genesis come on yeah the, they they have the mini ones don't they segu yeah you know <laughs> that's all i want there you go i never had a genesis i had the uh super nintendo I remember Sega Game Gear. So it was like the mm, handheld. Portable one, yeah. Pretty advanced for the time. We, we kind of forget about it. <laughs> it was clunky. Yeah. It weighed 97 remember pounds. Remember the Atari Jaguar? No, actually. What? That's... Really? No. It's probably the, the size of the Jaguar. was like this, and it had like a phone keypad on it. It was ridiculous. Jeez, dude. Yeah. They called it a Jaguar because it's as big as like the car of the Jaguar. It was an ugly beast. Yep. Oh, the original Terrible Game games, Boy. Too. Terrible games. Yeah, they're all bad. <laughs> I, I, had, I had games on my uh, TI-83 calculator <laughs> in high school. You know what I'm talking about? You like That's... program the little game onto it? I would do like that. that. Space Invaders type thing. Yeah, like that's when you're like uh, kind of too smart for your own good. You're like just like bored in class programming like a game on your calculator. I don't know. It's that's stupid. <laughs> what's funny is that if I go back and play those old games, like on the uh, what's it called, the Nintendo uh, Wii, whatever, yeah, the Switch. I mean, oh, the Switch. You know how yeah, you can play the ones. old Nintendo games? I'll go back and play them and be like, this sucks. Like I remember <laughs> this being a great game. This totally sucks. It's not any good anymore. I just uh, the only older one that I'm just still really into is Super Smash Brothers. Mm, that is a fun game. Other than that, I'm kind of like this sucks. Everything like yeah. you've you've I changed it. Like Super Metroid, and I was like, this is not fun anymore. Oh, I, I remember when it was. I guess it was like Metroid Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like was That's it the like Cube? GameCube, maybe GameCube. Yeah, 
I was just yep. like blown away by that game at the time, and oh, now yeah. it just looks like garbage. Yes, <laughs> it's totally. wild. Isn't that funny? I'm Reality's thinking, a simulation. Graphics cannot get better than this. It's, this is like reality, man. Like they can't get better. And now it's crazy. We're bordering on that line of of graphics being so good that people go, "Are we a simulation?" <laughs> and then right. like, then what do we do? Ooh, we should have a good discussion about that next time. Oh, I could go all day on that's, that. I don't, that's a great topic. We this never this maybe our our whole thing prior to this could just be programmed, and we have no idea. Like life started right now. We're living in a hologram. Yeah. It, yeah. Nothing matters. Have Existence you ever heard is futile. Last Tuesdayism or is it last Thursdayism? Uh, I believe so, and I think that a lot of this stuff is like a trippy, never-ending wormhole that just annoys people. But I love talking about it. <laughs> it's cool. Stuff. I can talk about it all it's day. It's cool stuff. Yeah. I'm All right, man. Well, we will do that. I'm going to wrap things up here for now, though, and uh, we will uh, stay in touch oh, and yeah. do this again. Let's do it. Right on. Thanks a lot. Hey, man. It was a pleasure. Awesome. I'll be happy to be back again. Perfect. Thanks again for listening to the Non-Fungible Podcast. See you again soon. <laughs>